I'm hearing people say it all the time. Leadership has never been more challenging. And that's why we created Modern Leadership, an eight-month track to develop leaders in the new era. You're going to get to sit with the leaders like NFL agent Kelly Masters, futurist Scott Klosowski, executive coach Frank Smith, and TED Talkers with tens of thousands of streams like Amy Downs and Dr. Chan Hellman. Space is limited, so sign up for Modern Leadership today at leadergrowth.us. That's leadergrowth.us. And welcome to the Leader Growth Podcast. I'm David Skidmore. At Leader Growth, we are passionate about helping people and organizations overcome challenges and experience transformation. A lot of leaders feel confused about their own purpose. Questions like, what am I doing with my life? Does this matter? And even, why do I exist? Can provoke and sometimes plague leaders through their lifetime. And that's why I'm thrilled today because we have my dear friend, mentor and former colleague, Wes Lane, on the podcast. Wes Lane is the founder and chief visionary officer of Salt and Light Leadership Training. He's the former DA of Oklahoma County and a leader of leaders. You can check out his podcast, the Salt Leadership Podcast, to hear more from Wes. I want to give you a heads up before we get into this conversation that we're talking about faith a lot in this podcast. This conversation is filled with stories and practical steps to help you find purpose and live full. Let's go to my conversation with Wes Lane, but first, the leader growth anthem from the MC of OKC, JB. Wes Lane, it is great to see you, my friend, and thanks for joining today. good to see you, man. Yeah, always it's, good. And we're here at the uh, Salt Podcast Studio World today. World headquarters. World headquarters yeah. of Salt. <laughs> the galactic uh, headquarters uh, for Salt. Yes, my my good friend, mentor, and former colleague. We got to That's spend right. uh, two That's and right. a half years. Who actually here taught me how to do this? On <laughs> well, not how to do everything you just did to like set the room up. I don't, I don't know how to do that. Well, one of the things that I love about U.S. is that you genuinely care about living a purposeful life. And I've, I think I've said this to you before. I think you are one of the most purposeful people I have ever known. Now, see, I don't know. That's almost like a, you don't know how that sword cuts. My wife would say, you're way too intense. You know? I, don't, I, don't, I am. I don't, I don't mean to be. Anyway, you know. Uh, I, I had a conversation with a few friends recently, and I, I said to them that I thought that I was a pretty laid back guy, <laughs> and they all told me that's not even close, <laughs> and that I was one of the most intense people that they knew. So, well, well, you and I can like go through canceling together. Absolutely, that's probably why I sought you out. Hey, so. we can cancel each other because we think we're fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, all well. right. Well, uh, you know, as far as purpose and, and I'm I'm curious what is it for you that has made purpose so important to your life you know the first thing that kind of pops to my head is, is it, it's it gives me a sense of meaning mm. I don't I don't feel like a pinball bouncing about the universe yeah you know who's a here today and a wisp of molecules tomorrow I I feel like I'm connected to something far greater than myself and that in in my itsy bitsy teeny tiny way what i do matters 
because I'm connected to something of eternal consequence. And I'm looked upon as, as, as being a help yeah. in that way. And that's, and that's a, that is an, an antidote, if you will, to a sense of, of hopelessness, a feeling of disconnect, um, and so I don't, I don't, I don't ever have that kind of. I may have frustration, all that other stuff, but I don't have a sense of, of, oh, I don't have meaning. I don't have. Mm-hmm. I, I have no. I don't. I don't fall in that in that kind of uh, nosedive to the earth as I as I have friends or family members that I should talk about that. And I say, well, it doesn't have to be like that. Yeah. But anyway. Well, I, I think about the past couple of years and the challenges that a lot of people have felt with, yeah. um, you know, loneliness, isolation, depression, burnout. Yeah. Uh, and, and so when you look back on your life, has purpose always been present or was there a time when you uh, actually felt disconnected from a sense of greater purpose? Oh, yeah. Yeah. In, in fact, I'd say uh, probably... Certainly, uh, probably pushing the first three decades of my life mm-hmm. um, was really um, very disconnected, and and ultimately, it, w- with moments, oh, oh, the however of of feeling a grand set of purpose. I remember when I was a, a just getting out of law school, and yeah. and and that was that was one of the most exciting times of my life. But why? But I was connected with um, an exciting new career. I was mm-hmm. a young prosecutor. I mean, I mean, David, when I traveled from the uh, the uh, the office across the 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 the, the bridge, if you will, uh, uh, to the courthouse, going to court. I mean, I could hear the fife and drum playing. I mean, it was a marching band in my head because I felt like I was a part of something. Um, significant mm-hmm. now, um, and and so so I can't say it was all, but but then at the same time, that was a buoy that was not moored, mm. you know. But it was it was grand, yeah. But it was not of uh, I didn't see it at that time because there was no faith construct to that to me. That was just me, and all about me. And did I tell you about me? <laughs> could you tell us how great you are? How could you, yeah, yeah. Well, or as the as the, uh, the famous Hollywood producer in the Hollywood lunch. Yeah. Well, enough about me. What what do you think of me? <laughs> you know. Yes. So that was that was a very self centric yeah kind of, of construct for me in that so era. When when you think about going from you know just the excitement of being part of something and being yeah. able to go in and play a significant role, yeah. but also. You know, you, I know this about you. You went through a time when you were asking this question of like, why am I here on earth? Yeah. And I'm curious, like for you at that point, what stirred that question? You know, what really, um, what really helped a lot was utterly crashing and burning. Mm. I mean, people think, that that is always something you never want to have, but yet there's nothing that helps bring focus more. <laughs> well, then when you when all of your plans out of your own self centered mm-hmm. self just 
blow up. And so there was a period of time in which in my late 20s, I, I, had, I had gone from being like a, a golden child, never losing a case, young prosecutor who th- thought I was unquestionably had to be the smartest guy in the world, you know, to a guy whose wife had left him. Mm. My, I, I, am, I am living in a dumpy apartment in North Oklahoma City. GMAC yeah. is calling me wanting their truck back. <laughs> I am, I am, I've got a business that is failing. I'm a quarter million dollars in debt. Oof. And in that moment, it's like if Dr. Phil uh, was in business at the time, he would have said, so Wes, how's your plan working for you? Yeah. And so that was, that was a moment in which I just realized that I'm just not um, – I can't do this, and I, I, I just need some help. So that, that really was a clarifying point, and I didn't know. I had no idea. And so it's kind of like pushing a reset button from the ashes yeah. um, and trying to find the way. But, but that was that – was, and the way for me in that was, was you know, I, I think this God thing I need to reconsider, uh, and, then, and I did. And so in, in the process, what did you come to as far as understanding, like, this is why I'm here. This is why I exist. What, what did that look like for you? Well, that was actually a number of years because mm-hmm. it wasn't, it, even that wasn't just a, uh, so that settled maybe what I saw as my eternal destiny. Yeah. Uh, and it was my lifeline because I was still having to figure out, so what do I do with my life that I've so blown up? But 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 getting to your point, that was I think that was really a number of years. I I didn't know I didn't even have the language for all of that in trying to find meaning. I think at first I was just trying to find, as I said a second ago, a lifeline. I was mm-hmm. trying to get tethered, just a stability. Yeah. Uh, much less what is the purpose uh, of life and the like uh, and the like. And so well, but actually, what I would also say. Is that I call it kind of the the, the holy breadcrumb trail. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's a it's a fascinating adventure when you yeah. hop onto it, and so so I, I might go from initially I had a sense of okay, I I am not a, a, a that pinball bouncing around the universe. I'm tethered to any an eternal God, but but then even then, all right. So that was a headline. Mm-hmm. But how do you get it down? It was a, it was a process of time to where I started and w- before I realized, oh wait a minute, he actually has a plan for me. Yeah. And then so then I have been, so then I'm tethered to a while to the idea that he has a plan, but I have no idea what that means. And then I and then I realize, oh, if I pursue him. And this is talking mm-hmm. to mentors, or this is you know reading the Bible, and or, or you know this is a yeah. process. And then I realize, oh, I I need to. I can't. Ju- it's not just going to fall in my lap. I need yeah. to pursue this. And then I started, and that's when I started. Um, God, I, I, I learned one of the great lessons in in my life, and that God is a rewarder. Hmm. Of those who diligently seek him. That's what the Bible said. Uh, and I discovered that to be the truth. And so I'll be darned. But if he would not leave me crumbs as I pursued him, he just, I mean, the, 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 I mean, he can't keep a secret. And so he's, he, he wants, I mean, because he wants us. See, this when you, when you, when you start to understand God is good. Yeah. And he, he loves us. He, 
He loves us more than we love us, you know? And so, and he just delights when we start getting in sync with that. So bottom line is it's, it was in the pursuit of him mm-hmm. that I started realizing, oh, wait a minute. And then, it, and then there came a night, um, and I was, I was, man, I was 45 years old, I think, or 44, anyway, close enough. And, and, and I, I heard this Baptist pastor on TV one night, and he, say, and he looks at me in the TV and he says, you can know the purpose of God for your life. And I went, what? What? You know, that's yeah. what, <laughs> I mean, I, I, and, and so I didn't know there was like a next phase. And, he, and, he, and I send off for the, you know, materials, the cassette yeah. tape back in, when there were oh, yeah, cassette, cassette tapes. tapes. Everybody remembers well, you know, those. There are footnotes. It gets Gen the show Z, notes. It was uh, a beautiful be a, thing. There'll be a link to understanding <laughs> what that is. But, and, and I spent weeks. Yeah. And what so much of it was, it was asking me, provocative questions that made me mm. think deeply what are the passions that i have what are the what is the what are the spiritual gifts that i have we all have them and and what and and, and so question after question and i ended up finally after weeks crafting a statement i had never answering a question i had never realized i could answer in that detail and the question was essentially why is West Lane on Earth? Yeah, and that's what I I crafted out, and I found out, and now that's that's over twenty years ago, and I have been fascinated now to see that by the grace of God, and pursuing Him because mm-hmm. that's what I'm doing for the answers. Who's the one that's got the answers in this yeah. deal? Well, it's Him, mm-hmm. and so so He ends up. I end up crafting something that now, twenty one, twenty two years later. It was spot on. It was spot wow. on. And I have looked back now and I realized that that would become unwittingly, even though I was a career prosecutor at the time, that would later become what would become SALT, you know, yes. the, the SALT and Light leadership training, all of that. I, I, and so I'm fascinated by that, but it's knowable is the bottom line. It is knowable. And, that, and, and certainly within my construct, which is Jesus Christ, yeah. is, is that... He, by golly, said in Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13, the Lord says, you know, it, I'm giving you one piece. This is the West Lane Paraphrase Bible, yeah. by the way. But if I know the plans that I have for you, plans mm-hmm. for your welfare, not your calamity, to give you a future and a hope. And if you will search for me, you'll find me yeah. if you'll seek me with all of your heart. And I'll be dadgum if that wasn't the truth. And okay. I'm, I'm just fascinated by it, truthfully. So I, I'm curious on this because, you know, first off, I, I just have to say this, is that, you know, one of the things that stands out is that it didn't happen overnight. And I think no, sometimes we no. are such an on-demand culture <laughs> yes. that we expect <laughs> that, like, I'm going to know my purpose and no everything There was no Amazon uh, one-click uh, yeah. thing on this. It was not. It took time. There was, as, as you said, a holy breadcrumb trail. Yeah, yeah. The other side of it, though, is, you know, you came to a point of saying, this is why I'm here. And, yeah. and, and for you, what is that? Well, it put simply, it's, it, it actually would come in two pieces. But the first yeah. big piece, which was, was why is Wes on earth, is this, to exhort and encourage the body of Christ in an understanding that God hasn't changed. He wants his children to be powerfully relevant and significant yeah. to the well-being 
of the community for all people, not just mm-hmm. the holy huddle, but all humans, and and his power is ready to see to our success. He's our backup. He he wants the good of the community, the shalom, as they say. Yeah. Um, and 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 we're purposeful people in that, and so we are his representatives. In other words, yeah. And. God, this this city should be a better place to live. In other words, because why? God's kids are in town. I love that. Okay, so we we have to come back though for just a second. God has not changed. Right, right. When <laughs> when I'm thinking about myself in my early twenties, I'm still uh, I'm 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 a Christian, and yet at the same time. God doesn't have a smile on his face. <laughs> and so I'm yeah. like, the like for, angry God. Yeah. You know, I yes. think, I, I think a lot of us grew up with the idea of yes. an angry God. And so when, when you say God has not changed yeah. and, and you're, you're talking about this role of encouraging and exhorting. Yeah. Why does that matter? You know, yeah. like, did you have an experience that actually was at odds with the idea that God has not changed, whether that's in the church or what yeah, you were seeing. Well, you know, I tell you what I what I discovered, and and this is what's helped me a lot is learning from other uh, followers of Jesus about uh, about what does it look like to live life with with a an eternal uh, Father. Yeah, and also what does it mean to be a father. Yeah, I mean, and so uh, that phrase "God has not changed" mm-hmm. came from a guy that blew up my my entire paradigm of what um, Christianity was supposed to look like. I mean, because frankly, um, the reason I left the church in the first place as a teenager was because I thought, "What's the point?" Right. I mean, there's nothing. There really. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, it's, this is why I identify a lot with the Gen Z right. uh, these days because you know they t- they talk about them. You know, the the, the nuns. Yeah. They, they don't. They don't. They they don't see. I I take there's no, no religion. No, no religion. Yeah. Check the nun. Check nun. Uh, Bob, yeah. Because because they're looking at us. Like, What's the difference between any of these? all of us? Is just just one thing for the, well. What I discovered was, and it was through the life of a guy named George Mueller, and this fella yeah. had been dead for a hundred years, and uh. yet what I saw and what really appealed to me in him, because as a, as a trial lawyer, was the evidence was profound. I watched and read about this guy's life, and I saw that a loving God deeply cared hmm. about him and want, and was willing to do and and when god says i will take care of you yeah he did and he helped this guy help thousands of orphans back in a time where it wasn't fashionable yeah. uh, for for there even to be orphanages this is in the early 18th or 19th century and so all or the mid and and all of these things um, uh, had a profound and, and his big deal was uh, Malachi six eight, which was for I the Lord. This is the Lord talking. For I the Lord do not change. Mm. In other words, I am always love. Yeah. I am always the good Father. That is always my motivation. That's why I sent Jesus to Earth in the first place to die for the rest of you all that I want hmm. adopted into my family yeah. because I am love. And people get so hung up and distracted and use as excuses hmm. a host of different reasons 
when they miss the point that the guy with a 30,000 foot view, and you may not understand all the stuff, um, um, but that he really does love us. And I just saw, I just saw it in that guy's life. And let me tell you, and it's, and that was, Okay, that was 1996 when I first learned about that guy. Yeah, and I have, I have everything I have observed since that time has said, "I'll be darned, he hasn't changed. He so, is that guy." So, like Mueller, what what are a couple of the miracles? You know, you you mentioned yeah. that there were many orphans well, taken care yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I tell you what. This now, now imagine this. Now his lament as a 20 something year old guy. Yeah. In in 1837 was that his frustration, the thing that just bugged him, was he was a young Christian, and it bugged him that nobody believed that God did anything those days. Wow. They didn't, they didn't believe him. They, they just kind of, you know, sure. It, will, it sounds a lot like today. I'll be darned. And so, and so he decided, you know, I'm going to prove that God does care, that he hmm. is, his promises are true. He keeps his word. And that he'll absolutely take care of me. And you know how I'm going to do that? I'm going to I'm going to raise I'm going to start an orphanage, and and I'm going to not ask, I'm not going to ask anybody for a dime. I'm only going to ask God. And so he wow. goes about his the business yeah. of of raising, and, and and I'm telling you, his meticulous records would appeal to any. Body wanting to put on a profound circumstantial evidence case of a thousand dots proving the case. It was this is Mueller, but he over the course of his lifetime, David, he he raises and feeds, clothes, and houses, uh, builds five orphanages, five thousand orphans. Wow. He never asked, and his staff nobody asks anybody for a dime. All they would do once a year, they would send out a report. There were no meetings saying, "Hey, mm. brother, can I talk to you about the ministry?" Yeah. Or, "Hey, uh, or, or or no, uh, you know, commercials, whatever the whatever it would be in that era, you know, showing these poor children, wretched. Don't you want to send your money in?" Yeah. No, he just asked God over the. And when he died at like ninety six years old, they pulled the records, and in his lifetime, to, in today's money, mm-hmm. over two hundred million dollars <sighs> poured out. He not only raised these these orphanage, he he, were orphan, he he supported people around the world, and and it was and it is an incredible jaw dropping story. But I I I I saw in that I thought, my gosh, this is what it looks like for someone to believe God and to and to walk in it, and if he'll do that for George Mueller. He is still the God of the impossible, and what I can be wow. trustworthy, what I can trust is, is what was Mueller's better favorite comment? God's not changed. So that became that that kind of <laughs> it even kind of that became my uh-huh. your shirt today. Says well, yeah, well, and that is a coincidence. Yeah, yeah. we talked about that. Yeah, I mean, this is this is uh, somebody in our in our organization do this, but on the back it says Malachi. Uh, three or six eight, you know, for I the Lord do not change. Yeah, I the Lord do not change. Okay, so you know, I I think about George Mueller, clearly a man deeply committed to his purpose, yeah. uh, and because of that, he continued forward even in really difficult times. Very where, difficult. You know. it, I mean, the Lord trained. I mean, he trains us. I mean, Mueller said himself, yeah. it's not been 500, it's been 1,000 times, and I haven't known where the next 
dime's going to come from, you know, I mean, because the Lord would train him, trust me, trust me, trust me, and he did. So a guy like like that lives a very purposeful existence. And so even his his life today inspires thousands, maybe millions globally, right? Yep. When, When you think about your own angst, you, you just talked about Gen Z. And I want to talk about this uh, from the perspective of, um, you know, a, a lot of people are just tired of religion, yeah. organized religion. Don't blame and them. Church, Me too. Right? <laughs> Me too. <laughs> because there's this terrible experience that they've had. Sure. And, and you're talking about a different kind of reality. Yeah, yeah. And so... When, when you're talking don't, about don't, following don't, Jesus, don't confuse the Christians for Jesus. <laughs> yes, <laughs> when, when you talk about following Jesus and what a city looks like, can you just share a little bit more about that? Because you're talking about encouraging and exhorting people, the body of Christ. Yeah. But that's you're you're not talking about people going to a building. You're right. talking about a relationship, a relationship. Yeah. And the impact of our lives. Yeah. And so can I'm, can you I'm, just share a little bit about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. You know what I what I just observed was that, you know, when I'd blown my life up, <clears throat> when I'd blown my life up and and had uh uh you know, people pounded on my door, I I I, I look back and in all that difficulty, uh, and now you know, over thirty-five you know, years later, uh, I look back and I see God's faithfulness. Mm. He never, I mean, he, he made me, I mean, it was like stepping into the weight room yeah, uh, with the, the world's, the universe's best personal trainer, because, you know, building faith is, is a, a weight workout. I mean, he'll take you in the small things. He will never take you mm-hmm. where you're unwilling to go. And he, and he will always do it in love. God, God, God is is the great encourager. Mm. Um, I mean, he's the one that just keeps saying, "Come on, son, come on, yeah, you can do it." It's like the baby who keeps, you know, who's trying to learn how to walk, and 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 he's the and he's the loving parent that just keeps, "Come on, get up, mm. you can get up." And so that's been my my observation. With him. does it mean I've 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 gotten to skip hardship or anything like? No, but what I have seen is is that God is in the weeds with us. You talked about moments when even I'm I'm thinking about a moment when you were DA. Yeah. And you hit a point in a case. Oh. Yes. You 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 were about ready to walk away from it all. Yeah. And the relationship with God. And I'm thinking about this from a you know if if you're viewing life and all that you're doing from purpose and from plan and with him being part of it. Can you share a little bit about Are you, are you talking about like with the, the that murder case? Yeah. That was a, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, that 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 particular case, this was the watershed moment for me. Hmm. I, I had I now this came uh, not too long on the heels after um um having read George Mueller mm-hmm. and the like. But I still didn't realize that God was interested in every little thing. Yeah, that He because He loves us and He wants us successful and everything. And this was in a so where I realized that God was interested in my marketplace was in 
in the death of a 12-year-old girl. Mm. And uh, a, a girl named Crystal Dittmeyer, she, she turned up missing um, uh, in 1996 in a South or South Oklahoma City part, apartment. Um, and, and all they found was a little pool of blood. And, and, and just to kind of be quick about it, it was, it was a no-body case, which mm. is just next to impossible to prove because you've got to prove the death of a human and, and something like yeah. that. And so <clears throat> in that, I, I, I was assigned the case, uh, was involved in the investigative phase of it. And, and let me tell you, I have never felt so much stress in my entire life. Mm. We knew that it was her stepfather that had done it. And so, but this ramped up, bottom line is, I was so desperate and so anxious about this I started reading the Psalms for the first time, which to that point had been boring, until I realized that it was these are the cries of a of a of a of a of a, of a guy for God, like David, mm-hmm. for example. <clears throat> and so I, I, I started I started praying uh, relentlessly on my face on the floor. I mean, it was like weepy stress. Yeah. I mean, and so, but what I saw in that David was that. I was crying out for justice. Mm-hmm. I was asking, you know, uh, I was praying those some of those same things that that David would pray, and I and and I experienced a miraculous moment. And the miraculous moment was so nobody knew that me and my wife Lori were in our bedroom mm-hmm. crying out to God for justice for this this girl. And and so here's what happened, and this broke me forever. So. Lori goes to a Bible study and uh, for a little prayer gathering or some sort. Now she didn't know anybody, but the one she went with, yeah. And a, and a and a and a leader of it, a lady named Dale, comes up to her and says, "Now this is after Lori and I had been praying about this for a long time. It was before yeah. the trial, and she says, Lori, <laughs> stranger, Lori, you don't know me, but Lori, the Lord wants you to know that the matter about which you and your husband have been praying." Is a just cause. Now, <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. There is no way she would have known that, and that then began. And when she, Lori came back and, and told me that, well, first of all, I didn't believe her because yeah. I thought, oh, wait a minute, this is what? Yeah, I never had anything that That's that happened in my weird. life. Yeah. Well, and so the bottom line is, David, is that I went on into that trial. I saw God do miracle after miracle in a case that was more like a leaking tugboat mm. uh, because we it was we it was so hard to prove and it, and it, and it and it becomes a a a powerful battleship wow. and we win that case now i know to the listener i'm not giving as much detail as mm-hmm. as we have time to and all that but but i'm just telling you that wrecked me because mm. i knew as an experienced and successful trial lawyer yeah. that this was an possible case. Mm. I saw God intervene. And at that point, I realized the Lord God is interested in where I work. Yeah. And so for anybody, for any one of us, I don't care what you do. I, I, I would, it doesn't make, whatever it is you do, high or low in the societal scale, yes. the Lord is deeply interested. You, you should see yourself as a man or a woman on assignment. See, and this is a part of the purpose thing. When you mm-hmm. realize 
that that the whole that 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 the whole meta narrative to the earth to the world is about love and that and that God's overarching that you and I matter mm-hmm. that 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 he, that you and I have both been designed all of us have been designed built by God sent into a moment of history to mm-hmm. a geographic location as a part of an overarching strategy to redeem and restore the earth to him a, a god of love wanting it's about bringing a family together yeah. and when you start when you when you when we when we click mm-hmm. on you mean i have a role in all of this and my life matters hmm. Yes. No matter no matter what you do, you are a man or a woman under assignment, and you live. You have a purposeful existence, and when you start walking in that, everything matters. Mm. You you realize that I, I don't care what I do. I you know it's it's like the example, like the story you, you've heard years ago. There's a story about when they announced that they were they were going to when JFK John F Kennedy announced that we're going to send a man to, man to the moon by the end of the decade. Yeah. And so now there's a group of visitors coming to to uh, to NASA in the '60s, and they're and they're asking, going around asking yeah. what, what what this you know guy does. That guy. Well, they they see the janitor over there. They go to the, walk up to the janitor, he's sweeping the floor, and they ask him, "What do you, what do you, what do you do here?" He didn't say. I sweep the floor. He said, I'm sending a man to the moon. Wow. Everything matters. Everything matters. Everything matters. We have a purpose. We, we, we are sent people and we should never be, we should never delude ourselves and and it's into thinking that our lives don't matter. Wherever you are, you Mm. matter. And now the joy and the adventure is understanding what does that look like? And how do I walk that out? And that is the stuff that he just can't keep a secret over. <laughs> you pursue him, he's going to up it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking somebody's listening to this and they say, okay, I hear what you're saying about walking with God, experiencing the miraculous. The only thing is I show up to work and it's pretty mundane. Yeah. And... I'm not really where I want to be in life. Sure, I'm not doing the things that I want to, <clears throat> to be yeah. doing. So how does my role, how does my eight to five, how does my life, like how can it be leveraged for more? Yeah, yeah you know, I, I think one way that really helps me yeah. a lot on that, or let's just put it, how do I, how did it help me? Okay, yeah. so I'm sure, I'm sure there's a, a, a billion people that can give a, maybe a better answer. Sure. But, but, if if your example, you're, you're, so we call it salt and light leadership, mm-hmm. and some people think, well, I'm not a leader. Well, no, no. In in the kingdom of God, we're all followers. Yeah. All right. So that so there's the it's a real level playing playing <laughs> That's field. That's the foundation. Folks. That's a pretty foundation. <laughs> we're all we're all. Sorry. But if you look at yourself as being a, a, a an agent of restorative change. Mm. You you see yourself as being salt and light. Salt uh, and, and light are are agents of change. Right there, mm. salt changes the flavor of yeah. things. Light pushes away dark things. Yeah. And so so you are. I learned a long time as a young guy, mm-hmm. a, a very helpful older fella, uh, uh, kept prodding me along to recognize that even though I was a 
just a young assistant um, a DA that that people people want to be cared about. Hmm. And so I started seeing myself, and I would start being purposeful about how can I bring joy yeah. to the lives of the people around me. And what I found was they're starving for that. Mm. I started realizing I could make a difference in my mundane workspace, yeah. in, in, in the day-to-day life of whether there might be a, uh, uh, you know, clerks or whatever they're mm. doing there. And I just started... I just started paying attention to them. I would do stuff like, <laughs> I mean, I must say I got some looks on this one, but but I I, I back in back in the olden days there there was this guy a guy that did these great this great video series on uh, keys to a hidden keys called hidden keys to a loving relationship. Mm. I and this is like a VHS tape, yeah. And and I and I and I and I and I, I sent a note out to the staff. I said, because a lot of these people had crummy relationships with their marriage. And I said, I sent a note out to the staff. I'm going to be showing this tape in the in the break room over the lunch hour if you'd like to join. Well, I'll be darned. They mm. joined. People would come. Now, my yeah. boss thought I was just kind of out there. Yeah. But but what was I doing? I was, I was not content. And this is my advice to other people. Mm-hmm. If you see yourself as seeing to the success of other people, you will always be blessed by that. Yeah. When you start looking at yourself as an agent of service to see someone mm-hmm. else succeed instead of being focused on your own yeah. self, you're the one that's going to you're going to bless other people, but let me promise you this, you're going to get blessed. Yes. And that's when you you hold the key to a different workspace. So, there you go. I want to come back to something we haven't really dug into yet. The big idea of salt, what you're wanting to do here. You talked about um, encouraging and exhorting the body of Christ that God has not changed and what he's willing to do through people's lives. Well, what do you see happening in a city when leaders leverage what they have and actually step into that kind of belief about God? Well, you know, so much of this is, is so much a function of the, it, you know, it's like I, I look at, you know, so, so let's put it this way. When Jesus first started his ministry, he showed up at a synagogue in Nazareth, mm. takes uh, the scroll that's handed to him, and he reads it, and 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 he and he says, "Well, as a part of it, um, I've been sent to set the captives free." Let's let's yeah. let's just boil it down to that. So he's a guy that came to set the captives free, and what I would say is is and and we are we are too, mm-hmm. and so when we look at any place, so when we think about what does that mean? What do you mean setting? captives free i would say any anybody any human since we're made in the image of god we're all made in the image of god whether mm. you whether you believe yeah. he exists or not and he loves all the humans yeah. and so if if we are if the body of christ in this city wherever they are and all being having been purposefully pay, placed 
what would it look like if our reputation was that, you know, the Christians, the followers of Jesus in this community are so good at looking like Jesus that this, this community has been shifted because mm. we've been invaded by an army of love. Yeah. And so, uh, and, and so what that means is that people, anybody, so, so it's like we should be, so when, like for example, when you are uh, on the alert in your workspace, you you should be you should be looking around for where are where are humans living in bondage in some way or living at a level of life in less than what God would have them live mm, at yeah and how do you become Jesus yeah in their in their moment in their in their in their experience what do I do to to raise that up and so so basically when you think about a city David yeah you're really you're you're talking about uh, my hope, you know. Mahatma Gandhi made an interesting comment, a sad one, but it, but you know, I think I kind of understand what he's saying. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, I like your Christ, I just don't like your Christians. Yeah. Well, shame on us. Hmm. And so, so what does it look like in our city, in Oklahoma City, when the body of Christ has a has a different look about them when we when it has become fashionable when we've reached a tipping point of our own culture mm-hmm. such that we're known for what we're for and not for what we're against we are we are known as the ones who are the problem solvers in the yeah. community and we're the ones that are sought by everyone yeah for Man, that it's I a different that. place i love that cuz cuz the idea of you know setting oppressed people free free you know whether that's people in our community who are dealing with homelessness yes uh challenges of you know so many kids especially uh that they face over the past few years that's right you know with isolation being at home and then the uh rising abuse rates and you know how do we leverage whatever we have for the betterment of of our society yep. because at the end of the day um, it looks better because we're here. It, it, exactly. I mean, yeah. it's a, it is it is a markedly different community, and you know, it's no different than you think. How do you change your mundane office space? Well, mm. one person at a time. How how yeah. do we change a city? Well, you know, one person at a time. It's kind of, it's kind of like when when everybody does their mundane office space job. Yeah. yeah. The rest kind of starts working out. I mean, it's just just that's simple math at that point in time. Okay, so let's zoom back out for for just a moment. We've talked through a lot of different things, but if somebody's listening and they say, "Okay, Wes, I hear what you're saying. That's cool, George Mueller, very purposeful." Sounds like you have a pretty clear sense of purpose for your life, and you've been doing this thing. You have a you, you have your own purpose. <laughs> like I was born like that. But, yes, but, I had an envelope <laughs> on my chest when I was born, and it said, "Tell me, this is your purpose, right?" Yeah, right. But they might be sitting there saying, I still feel so far from any sense of purpose in sure. my life. What's the first step? <laughs> it's okay. I know this is, this sounds like too easy, but here's what, let me just say what I did. Mm-hmm. I asked him. Hmm. I mean, you asked who? God. Okay. You know, I mean, it's, it's like that's, People don't realize that the next right step, he's not afraid of our questions. Mm. If you say, 
God, I don't even know that you exist. But I'm willing if you yeah. want to show up for me and show yeah. if you want to if you want to establish that I'm willing. Well, that's the green light. Oof. So that's just so we have not because we ask not. And God is the greatest giver of gifts. Mm. And he and he he wants our success. He wants to be discovered. He wants to be found. And so imagine if that was you, if you were someone, mm-hmm. I'm really longing to be found. And someone asked you, would you show up? You'd probably show up. Probably show up. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I, I love that because when he shows up, what I found, I know what what you found is that when he shows up, he doesn't just show up and say, "Hey, I'm here," but he also shows up with a plan eventually and purpose. Yes. We'll just walk it out with he him. Actually. Yeah. No, somebody actually knows what they're doing. Yeah. And that was the greatest relief to me. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody Somebody on this planet has a plan. And, 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 and so, and that's, and that's why we keep, we just keep showing up. I mean, we, we, we're, it's, that's why this is exciting. It's because just seeing it roll out so many times in such remarkable ways that, my golly, when I was a kid, I couldn't fathom how it could possibly be fun to be a Christian. Yeah. And now I'm going, dang, this is high adventure. Yeah. So anyway. Well, I appreciate you just sharing so candidly about the highs and the lows. lows. They're lows. Um, and how you found purpose and how you're living purpose and how you're helping other people. Uh, Five, six hundred people now who have gone through salt and light leadership training, uh, who are experiencing a more purposeful life because of of that. And so thanks for pouring into our leader oh, growth community. Thanks thank for being you. part of my life, thank Wes. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of mine. Well, that wraps up today's conversation with Wes Lane on how to find purpose. And thank you for joining us today on the Leader Growth Podcast. I'm David Skidmore. I would be honored if you would rate this podcast, review it and share it with a friend. Remember, you can sign up for Modern Leadership today at leadergrowth.us. That's www.leadergrowth.us. I'll see you next week when I'm back here with another brilliant guest on this podcast. Until then, love hard, live full, and lead strong. Better with success, I got dues to pay. All good things, they come to those who wait. Yeah, what I left behind from trying to be great. Ain't no secret to success if you ain't working. If you ain't down to hustle, then you don't deserve it. If it came easy.